going to be the captain that steers our country to its next destination. Welcome to Forecast Roundtable, Forecast International's podcast on worldwide defense and aerospace markets. I'm Doug Royce, and with me are fellow analysts who I will allow to introduce themselves. Dan Darling, Europe and Asia military markets analyst. Ray Jarowski, I cover commercial and military aerospace markets. How do you go in and make plans for defense if you don't know right. what the government's going to look like, what the spending's going to go, whether Scotland is still going to be right. in the UK? And, and that would be the first thing they have to determine. And, and until some of these things are determined, I believe that everything will go forward status quo. On its own inertia. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think, going back to what you had just asked before, I don't think major defense programs that are underway are going to be affected by this. However, some things that loom, most importantly, is the the successor class of submarines, which are, the estimates on the cost for that are, which would fall completely on the defense budget, will be... <laughs> Will weigh heavily on the defense right. budget. All I mean, we're talking a third to, or more of the defense budget, and suddenly you are scrubbing future capabilities programs out of the way to save um, the, the Trident nuclear deterrent. All this uncertainty combined with the possibility of extended weakness in the pound, combined with the possibility of an economic downturn. Um, and what it could do to the scope of government spending and the knock-on effects on the defense budget. Um, current programs will go ahead largely in the shape they're in now, right. but it could severely restrict the scope for any new start efforts down the road, Yeah, at I, least for the time being. And I imagine something like the P-8, when we were talking earlier about it, wanting to make it a, a big splash at Farnborough with a big new order, what do you do? You, you may as well delay that for at least a few months. Or you order in limited numbers yeah two units two units one unit in 2018 and then we see where we go from there yeah, i don't know it is it, it does beg the question doesn't it it's it's tough to order in small numbers though because you pay yeah, so much per more. unit cost yeah. yeah so i don't know we'll have to see um turning to the civil side um ray i think this is something that you can address uh, the UK is a major point of transit for air travelers flying in and out of Europe. Um, there are certainly a number of discount British airlines that have, have grown tremendously while Britain's been in the Union. What do you think will be the impact on the airline industry from potential leaving of the EU? Yes, first off, there will certainly be problems for British airlines that fly routes within Europe. Uh, a major airline like British Airways will probably largely be unaffected since most of its business is to and from Europe and other parts of the world. Mm. But it's those low fare carriers in particular, someone like EasyJet, for instance, that could potentially be impacted if uh, the UK had to leave what's called the European Common Aviation Area. Uh, that's an area that's the EU and a small handful of other countries within which um, domestic airlines, domestic meaning airlines owned by nationals of those countries, have virtually unrestricted travel within that area. Uh, if the UK were suddenly outside of that area, then all sorts of restrictions could be placed on British carriers who want to fly into continental Europe. These could be restrictions on 
capacity, on flight frequency, even on pricing. Uh, so it all depends on whether or not the UK can con come to some agreement, having left the EU, possibly remaining part of the common aviation area. There, there are countries who do that. Uh, Norway, for instance, who's mm. not an EU member, is part of the common aviation area. That's something that will certainly impact British Airlines, the bulk of whose business is an intra-European route. I think we can, we can expect to see that be part of negotiations. That would be a fairly significant part that I imagine Britain would want from the EU. Yes, uh, they... It's very likely they would be allowed in. I think a bigger question is, will they be allowed into the common aviation area having to make certain concessions on certain right. things? Um, that's, that's the nitty-gritty of the negotiations, and that's the real question. And depending upon what those concessions are, it could end up hurting the competitive advantages of someone like EasyJet. Because behind this, you also have, you also have Ireland, which will remain in the EU. Yes. And has a domestic airline of its own, uh, not just Aer Lingus, but Ryanair. Ryanair is a low-fare carrier who's based in Ireland. They do much of their flying into and out of the UK, so even though they're not a British airline, they are still tremendously impacted by what's going on, potentially. Again, it all depends on how the negotiations right. play out over the next few years. And I think the other aspect that really hits the civil market is Airbus has a number sources a number of components for their aircraft from Britain. Um, Leonardo has operations in, helicopter operations in Britain. How is Brexit going to affect these two firms, which are huge players in the right. aerospace industry? Well, Airbus builds the wings for their aircraft in the UK uh, at a pair of facilities, Broughton, which does the wings for all civil aircraft, and Filton, which builds the wings for the A400M military transport and also does a lot of the design and engineering work. These are former BAE systems facilities that went over to Airbus when Airbus became a joint stock company in the early right. 2000s. Um, Airbus executives apparently let their British um, employees know prior to the vote that they, if they had their druthers, they'd rather be in the EU. They'd rather see the U.K. stay in the yeah. E.U. than leave. Uh, they said regardless of the outcome of the vote that it current British operations would not be affected. They did kind of leave open the possibility that future investment decisions might be affected depending upon what the, the exact status is with the U.K. vis-a-vis -vis the E.U. Right, because I think... When we see what eventually emerges, the relationship between Britain and and the rest of Europe, you're going to be in a position where there's probably some kind of tariffs. There's some kind of costs, extra costs associated with doing business in Britain. But it, there won't be any prohibition on sourcing your wings in Britain. It'll be a little extra cost. Right. It's just so you're probably going to be in a position of trying to decide: well, is it worth moving that facility someplace else, or is it worth just? keeping it where it is. Well, that's the key question. What kind of costs, if any, will be imposed on the movement of components uh, from the UK into Europe or vice versa? Right. Uh, right now, there's really the, the, the movement of goods within the EU is virtually unrestricted. Uh, whether that changes with Brexit in terms of the EU and continental Europe, that's the big question everyone's asking. And that's something that could really impact a multinational organization like Airbus. Right. 
So, I mean, I think now we're just in a position to waiting, of waiting to see what happens. And I, I think we'll probably return to this issue in the, in the future, in this uh, roundtable. But that's for another time. We have to wait to see what happens in the political system in Britain going forward. Yeah, it all depends on what government takes over and how deft they are handling negotiations and moving British uh, public opinion forward because it was a very close vote. Right. And the fact that most Scottish voters who voted um, voted overwhelmingly to remain, that becomes a whole separate issue with the possibility of a another independence referendum for Scotland. So very tricky, yeah, very tricky. And um, uh, I just think that whoever takes over power for the conservatives will have to be a canny political operator and have to view things broadly and not about winning a referendum. That's, right. that's the easy part. Now you have to govern. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be... It's going to be very interesting to watch it unfold. Thank you for joining us at Forecast Roundtable. For more information on international aerospace and defense markets, visit www.forecastinternational.com.